Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back. Today, I want to talk about trust, and I want to talk about the self-love aspect of having a healthy foundation of self-trust and how that flows into our trust for our lives, our trust in our relationships with other people, and our trust in circumstances that we find ourselves in. Before we dive in, let's go ahead and thank today's sponsor for bringing us this amazing episode for free. Thank you, Love Workers LLC. A little bit about the company. That's the company that I run. It's an online company where I um, promote and educate people on how to be the best selves. And um, I do that through teaching things like self-love, um, healthy boundaries, healthy attachment, good self-esteem. I do have um, Love Yourself courses. I also have a Heart Chakra Healing course. I also have Twin Flame Ascension courses, and I do um, coaching calls. So I do Twin Flame Ascension coaching, and I also do self-love coaching. If those are things that you are interested in and want to check out more of what I provide, go ahead and um, I'll put the link in the description for you guys to check me out. All right, let's jump into the information in the episode. Well, let's start off by going over the definition because I love doing that. So what is the definition of trust? So trust is a firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. So now if we turn that towards ourselves, right, you can really see how having reliability, having truth and strength and the ability to believe in yourself, right, is really, really a huge foundation of not only loving ourselves, right, but living from a heart-centered space, okay, where we have a healthy energy within our heart chakra, okay? And so when I think about trust with others, automatically my mind wants to go to Well, I just said it. I meant to say when I think about trust, I automatically think of trust with others, trust in relationships, right? And I feel like that's oftentimes because we're so hyper-focused on our relationships with others that we forget, right? We forget that it's the relationship with self that is like the compass, that is steering and dictating where the relationships outside of us lead to. So if you are seeing signs of, mistrust or over excessive trust with other people, right? Um, or feeling like life is dishing you circumstances where you're not able to trust. I always encourage and remind people that that is a signal to turn inwards, right? To turn inwards and look deep inside at where inside am I not trusting myself? Okay, because self-trust is how, where we set the ground and how we build on our trust with others. So learning to trust yourself is probably one of the most major parts of creating a healthy relationship with you. And I really think that throughout this whole journey that I've done of healing and continuing to evolve in my lifetime... I feel like even through the hard times, well, especially through the hard times, but through the good times, the bad times, the sad times, the ugly times, 
it was my trust in myself that always like geared me or turned me in the direction of my highest good. So when I could really trust myself, right? When I could um, lean on my own like knowledge, intuition, um, whatever it might have been that I needed at the time, right? Like being able to trust the decisions that I had made for myself and knowing that all was going to be okay really was what was like my saving grace, right? And so um, I feel like trusting ourselves can be what gets us through those dark times, what gets us to feeling safe and to feeling okay. And so building that is really important. But before we go on the journey to build it, I think it's really important with where we are as a society and where we are as a collective to say, okay, we've lived this X amount of years of life, right? Um, Now let's check in. Let's take a check in and understand, do I really trust myself? How how does someone know if they do trust themselves? And when I ask these questions, I always remind people to take a minute and pause before I start going over the questions and really get present with yourself to be able to answer these honestly. Because I know for me, and I know this is really common for so many others out there, is that sometimes when you ask yourself the hard questions, right, your ego rushes in, right, and wants to say, no, I don't do that immediately, right? But if in this practice where you're taking the time to learn and deepen about like your own self and the wisdom of loving yourself at a better rate and what it means to trust yourself, then pull down the ego for a second and know that you're in a space, safe space. If there's one person in this world that um, you can trust, it should be you, right? And so give yourself that space and that honesty to be able to answer these questions honesty, honestly and authentically because in the end, nobody... Like you're not, you're not supposed to, if you're loving yourself, you're not supposed to be judging yourself. Right. And so we're not going to be in a place where we shame ourselves for the, if you get any of the um, questions, answers, yes. Right. You are going to just know that there is work to be done in those areas. So take a minute, tell your ego to quiet down and really be honest with yourself when answering the following. Okay, so people that don't trust themselves, this is a great place to start is showing you what that looks like so that you can say, do I do this or do I not do this, right? And even if you do it mildly, then be honest with yourself. Yeah, not all the time, but sometimes I do, right? Um, In this area or maybe in this specific relationship or whatever, maybe. Okay, so the first one is, do you minimize or deny your own needs? And I know that this is severely common, not only just for humans in general, right? But for females, right? We are raised and programmed like that is a thing, that we are raising our females to be the nurturers that are needless, right? Because that means you're a good person, right? So in society, our society is built on these unhealthy beliefs that if a female is good, right? Like all the qualities that are good that she'll put everybody else before her, right? So that other genders 
can assume a higher position than her and have power over her. That is the way of the world right now in the patriarchal society that we live in. Um, Hopefully we move and evolve from that, but that is where we live today. So um, how many moms out there, right, or wives out there um, make sure that they do all of like everybody else's needs before they start filling in their needs, right? I remember when I was married and before I went on this healing journey, um, when I early stages of being a mom, I remember I would do that. I would, everybody would have needs or wants for like whatever our time even, right? Like for the weekend, what we were going to do for the weekend. And even though I had an agenda of like, I want to do this with my family, um, making sure that everybody else was satisfied. Um, when it came to money, I would always spend it on my family's desires and needs before ever giving to stuff that was really truly in my heart, right? Making sure that everybody else was fed, you know, materialistic wise before I would ever buy myself a new outfit or a new pair of shoes, things like that. And I think that, like I said, that's really common and not to say that it doesn't, males don't do that, right? Um, that is something that, that even males do, but I want to highlight that feminines or females are really raised with that mindset. Like we are programmed. Men are not programmed that way unless they have a childhood that programs them that way. Right. But predominantly women are programmed that way. So I I like to shine light on that so that we can heal that. If we don't know about it, then we don't know how to heal it. Right. Okay. The next one is, um, are you self-sacrificing? So again, this kind of is really similar to the denying your own needs, but again, self-sacrificing like, um, like you are, you know, like wanting something, right? But then you, someone else wants something. And so you allow them to have, you know, like if it, it conflicts with what you want. I remember for my birthday, um, I remember one of my good friends in the past uh, said, okay, I'm going to th- all throw you a little, a little birthday something at my house. And oh, okay, great. And then um, it was like, what do you want to eat? Like, what do you want the menu to be? And then I would come up with like ideas, like I'd be really thoughtful of like, you know, like, oh, maybe this would be yummy or I'd want this. And then my friend would be like, oh, well, my husband doesn't want to eat that. So my husband said he wants this. So we're going to make that. And I remember I was at an unhealthy place in my life that I didn't speak up and I didn't say anything. But in my head and in my heart, what I felt was well, but isn't it my birthday or is it his birthday? Like, I don't understand like what, and, and not, I'm such a flexible person that I don't, doesn't matter. The food doesn't matter. I just want to be with my loved ones. I just want to have a great time with the people that I enjoy. Right. So it didn't matter to me what the food was, but in my head I was thinking, but why would you ask me then? Like, and, and she asked me several times like, Oh, what, what about this? What about this? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, that one sounds good. I like that out of the three you offered. And then she's like, no, my husband wants this instead. So because I didn't speak up for myself and because I didn't say like, Hey, that's like, it just doesn't make sense. It's my birthday. You know, like sacrificing maybe something that I did want to eat because the really, like I said, I made myself believe that I didn't have like any needs. And, the, and so to, so that I could sacrifice, I really created that belief in my mind that it didn't matter to me. Right. And like I said, not that it would like that. I would be like, I'm not coming if I don't get my favorite foods <laughs> at all. Right. That's not the type of person I am, but you have to, at some point recognize that you are being 
self-sacrificing for everyone and their wants and needs, even if something small as like the menu at your own birthday, right? Um, just because someone else is so domineering and wants their way, right? Um, so next one is, do you do things to prove your worth and your value to others? Um, and I think that this is really big. And I think a lot of people's ego, egos will get in the way of this one. Um, I know that in the beginning of my healing journey that it really did for me, it was really hard because I'd always be like, but I do value myself, but I do have worth. But when you break it down into um, your habits of like, are you valuing your time or are you doing things because other people want you to do them, right? Are, you know, um, are you like valuing who you are in relationships are if other people are trying to devalue you and act like your time doesn't matter and that they you could be they could take you or leave you are you standing up and putting bound healthy boundaries in the relationship and saying hey my time is valuable and I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna go there with you like if you want to get together then um and you keep bailing on me every time then then this is going to be like an end game right um are you valuing and putting the worth in who you are, right? Um, Because if not, then you're going to be proving it to people, like proving how amazing you are just to be in the relationship so you can stay in relationships. Okay, the next one is, do you break promises that you make to yourself? Um, So this is a really big one because... um, First off, we're not taught how to really trust ourselves and have that really healthy foundation of trust, self-trust, right? And since it's not really a thing, like we we just get lucky if we have someone in our life that displays it really well for us, okay? And so um, like a caregiver, like a parent or, you know, an aunt, an uncle, grandma, grandpa, someone displays it really well and that we get to learn from them shining that to us, right, for themselves. Well, so... If you are break, constantly breaking promises to yourself, like putting everybody else before you and, you know, you were planning a relaxing day by yourself so you could recharge, but then your best friend all of a sudden needed you um, because she forgot to, um, you know, get someone to help, you know, help her um, on this event or something. So she needs you, right? And that's your only day to relax, but... Because she was negligent, you're, you know, now she needs you and you're going to put her first, right? Instead of recognizing, like, I need to recharge before I go back to a a week full of work with other people, right? Things like that. Um, Make sure that you're not breaking those promises because then that will deteriorate just like it would in a relationship. Your inner self, right? Like the inner child within you. um, Also, your subconscious gets that message every time you do that. It gets the message like when you put other people before you um, or when you break promises to yourself, it gets the message that I'm not worthy. And then it starts to believe that and it starts to act that way, whether you recognize that you're doing it or not, right? Then you start to live a life where that you're not worthy because your subconscious then is running the show and believing it because you have shown to your subconscious, oh, I don't have habits. I can't stand up for myself, right? I can't have boundaries with people. So I don't value myself. Um, and I don't take myself seriously and I don't, um, you know, keep the trust with myself. Like I don't keep, you know, what I say I'm going to do for myself. I am an act one and then I never finish. Right. 
Okay, next is um, that you find it difficult to finish what you start. So like finishing things out, I mean, life is going to happen, right? And we all know that sometimes you get into stuff and you're like, ooh, this is not for me and you can back out, right? But if that is, if you're like a repeat offender for that, that's another thing that signals your brain, signals your subconscious, right? That it almost like says like, I'm not good at things and I can, I can never finish them. Like I can never stick to finishing what I set out or what I want to start, right? And not that all things will need a finish, but um, because some things don't, right? But that predominantly at a large level, if you're seeing a trend in that, right, then it is, it's a red flag, right? Of that you're not trusting yourself because, you know, not every single thing that you're going to go through is going to be amazing, right? And sticking it out, there's something to sticking it out and really uh, finishing what you had promised yourself. Because really that's kind of what it is. It's like a promise yourself, like, I want to try this out. I want to see, like, I want to adventure this. And like I said, there's times where it's not going to be the right choice to stick it out. But if you do it with everything, then that's a clear sign that there's something, you know, like a red flag for that. Um, do you regularly fail to keep agreements or commitments that you make with others? So I know that this is a little bit more of an outwardly question, but it also will shine light on that. Maybe you're not keeping the agreements with yourself. Cause if you're used to being able to break things off with other people, you're probably definitely sure, um, to be able to break things off with yourself and not really follow through with your agreements with yourself either. Right. Um, it just shows like there's there's a vibe. There's a, there's a pattern. That's what it shows for you. Um, do you deny or minimize your power of choice? Um, now this one, I, my ego again, wanted to say that I didn't do it in the past. And I really had to take a deep look at myself and I had to think, okay, in certain situations, am I feeling like I have no choice but to try to manipulate or control the situation, maybe with um, emotions or whatever it might be, right? But I had to really, really look at myself. And once I did that, I'm so thankful I did because then I started to recognize that I do have a power of choice, right? We all have a power of choice. And not that there's going to be times where a difficult choice is Maybe, um, I'm not going to say the right because that's not like the way to talk, but more, it, it will be, it'll change things for so many other areas, right? Of your life that it's not just about that one thing, right? That, that you're, um, that you're choosing for, right? That it's going to literally affect so many other parts of your life that you really have to take all those other parts of your life into account. So um, those are more one-offs. More what I'm talking about is when we start to do the victim energy of like, well, uh, but I'm a single mom and I don't have a choice, right? Like, for example, I'm a single mom and I have a special needs kid at home and I don't believe in, especially since he's predominantly nonverbal, putting him into the care or the hands of someone else to take care of him all day, um, preschool age. Okay. And he's just about at school age, like this next year, he's going to go into kindergarten, but I don't, 
I've never felt like, first off, that it's anybody else's job to, to raise my child more hours than it is mine. And so when I got divorced, that was a really, really tough one, right? Like, because in society, you work to survive, you work to live, right? And so starting my own business with you all here listening and watching, right? That's not something, um, stepping out and trying to find another way to make income, right? To, to survive with my children, to be the head of household is not like most people would be like, oh, you're crazy girl. Like you can't, like, that's not a thing, right? Like, but this was my thing is I knew from a small child that my children, that I birthed were going to be in my care. Like, and I was not going to waver of that just because my family didn't work out. And that was a really big thing for me. And so making sure that I remembered that I did have a power of choice. I have a choice. Like, yes, I have to pay my bills. Yes, I have to feed my children. Yes, I have to make sure we have a roof over our heads. But I have in every moment, even no matter if it's the hardest choice, right? I have a power of choice to either stick with that belief or to step out of it and to say, I, I'm helpless here, right? And so I made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to take away my power of choice. And it hasn't been an easy road. And there's been times where I just get on my knees and pray that I make, you know, like I make it to the next week or the next month or whatever it might be, right? But Within that, I have recognized the whole entire way that I had a power of choice in everything I did. And so don't minimize that power of choice and pretend like you have no choices. That's victim energy. We don't, and that's not trusting yourself, right? Um, it's not healthy. So make sure you're not doing that. Um, do you defer to others and allow them to make choices and decisions for you, right? So this is where people, it's really hard. And I, and I really check myself every time that I want to go to someone for advice, I do this self-trust, um, check-in with myself. And I ask myself, first off, why do you need their opinion? Right? Are you, are you right now? Are you trusting yourself enough? Like, are you trusting, like, what do you think before you even ask them what their opinion is, right? Do you trust, do you solidly believe in what you are saying to yourself? Or do you feel uneducated? Like, what is it for you? Why are you wanting to seek that information from other people? Because other people can give you their opinion, right? But nobody's living your life. And we hear that over and over again. Like, you're the only driver in this seat, right? And in the end, people are going to come in and they're going to be beautiful passengers on this road of like roadmap of life. But ultimately you have to drive that car, right? And nobody's saving you. So you got to get really comfortable with sometimes you're not going to have a Google, a Google maps on your iPhone in front of you when you're driving, you're going to just have to really depend on yourself. And so strengthening, especially in the little things. So if you're one of those people that go and you're like, asking people for advice all the time. It's okay to get other people's opinions, right? But really acknowledge that you're the one dictating like the decision. You're the one, no matter what people are going to say to you, you're the one that's really going to dictate your belief, right? And that um, you're going to, you know, make your best decisions for you. Okay. Um, the next one is, 
Do you distrust your intuition? Now, this is a really big one with trusting yourself. And I feel like um, when I thought of when I was like writing this content and, and researching trust, right, and why it's so important, um, this one came up really big for me. Obviously, I'm super spiritual. I'm super connected to my higher self. Um, and but I really it really like it's almost funny, like when I start to learn a new subject, it's like like God, the universe, whatever you want to call that, my um, higher self dishes it to me, right, in that subject so that I can really, really get engrossed in the material and learn it myself. And so there was like a circumstance for me that I got dished recently once I was writing this where it was like, are you really trusting your intuition? Because your intuition is saying this and yet the world or the circumstances in the reality world look completely different, but you know in your heart, you know in your intuition, you know in your spiritual connection that it is this. So quit playing small, right? And stand up for what you know is in your intuition because you don't need proof. You don't need, you know, a tarot card read. You don't need um, another psychic telling you that it's true. You know it in your heart. You can feel it in your body. You can sense it in your intuition. You can feel it in your mind. You can feel it in everything that you are. Your entire lifetime has been built around this. You know the truth of it, right? So really making sure that you're trusting your intuition, even on small things. That was a big thing. I gave you guys kind of a big story, but um, even on the small things, like you know, right, that your intuition is built into you for a reason, Okay, do you engage in self-sabotaging behaviors that create shame, self-punishment, or guilt? So people do this constantly, and I it's a it's a constant battle because I obviously was raised in mainstream society, right? Um, where we really shame and blame ourselves for a lot of stuff. And so every day I work really, really hard. It's part of loving myself. Um, to not punish myself. There's going to be enough people out there trying to punish me for things that they don't believe that I'm doing right, right? But I don't need to be one of them. And so anytime I misstep, and I'm going to put quotation marks around that because there's no real missteps, but anytime I do something that I wouldn't really desire and my human mind doesn't want, right? Anytime I make a quotations mistake, right? Um, I remind myself that it was a good example for me to understand that I don't want that in my life, right? It was it really highlighted that for me. And I, and I don't need to be shameful because I already know, like, I already can feel that it is a discord. So it's not something that I'm going to gravitate towards. It's something I'm going to gravitate away from, right? So release that shame and blame, and the guilt because it's really self self abuse is what that is. Okay, next is do you accept negative self rejecting beliefs that you may have received from your childhood? So that's something that's really important that a lot of people. I mean, I really highly suggest people to do um, inner child work, right? So that's like a whole thing in itself, and we can't really go into a lot of that here. But um, there's going to be things, right? Like for example, a girl that I follow on Instagram. She is very vocal, vocal about how she hears her mom's voice in her head every time she looks in the mirror or she watches a video of her body and she hears her mom's criticizing voice about her body, right? And she's done a lot of work. I've watched her do a lot of work to unwind that voice of the, her mom pretty much shaming her 
for the way her body looked, okay? And so what is it in your childhood maybe that you carry still with you, right? That you like still here in your mind when you, I don't know, look in the mirror or when you do a certain behavior. Um, I know for me, one of my personal ones was my family always made me feel like I was extra, right? It made me always feel like I was like too much, too much to handle, right? Um, and so they would tell me all the time that I was dramatic or that, you know, like, like kind of, or just stare at me like when we'd have family gatherings because I was like, I would just love to talk and like be super social and everybody else was introverts, right? So um, that stuck with me that, and you know, when I'm having conversations with people and I get excited about what I'm talking to, passionate, especially when I'm talking about something spiritual or about my life path and purpose, um, I I hear that voice of my family in my head that, oh, here she's talking again, right? Like, and I hear my ex, um, you know, saying, oh, you only have five minutes to talk before I start tuning you out, right? It's like those abusive comments that stick with you. And are you accepting those negative comments or not? Or are you like, are you loving yourself enough to build that trust with yourself that you're not going to be an abuser too, right? Because that circumstance of like those things that people said, yeah, they might have happened a lot, right? In my childhood and throughout my marriage, but they were one time or, you know, like they happened for those times. But how many times did I replay those with other people, right? In other relationships, in my head. How many times did I do that? And that doesn't like create any trust in the relationship with you because other people abusing you is one thing, right? But you abusing yourself, that's where the inside of you starts to crumble, right? And we're not crumbling ourselves. We're building ourselves up. We're building that foundation with ourselves to say that we're loving and we're going to be the most loving. We're going to be the most, um, uh, like cheerleader to ourselves, right? We're going to be the ones out of everyone. If there is one person in this world that you can trust the most, that you can depend on the most, it's going to be you. Okay. That's what we're doing. That's the work we're doing here. Okay, next, do you accept, um, oh, sorry, or do you find it difficult to recognize, understand, and believe you're in your innate value and worth? Again, this really comes down to a lot of childhood stuff, right? And again, your ego immediately is going to be like, oh, yeah, I do, right? But I really want you to take a second and see within your habits to in the present time, do I really value myself at a very high level, right? Do I believe that I deserve everything that I could possibly want? Do I believe that I am worthy of it all, right? Like how, how where do I rank myself, okay? It's important stuff. Um, do you try to control your environment, people, or things um, so that you can feel safe? Now, again, your ego, this is a really common one for people across the board, male or female, to um, because manipulation and control, right, especially emotional manipulation with people, is really, really common in today's day, okay? Um, that's how most of relationships and marriages, it's really actually disgusting. So the, the, um, the percentage of dysfunctional homes and families is is sick to me. It's 95% of families and homes are dysfunctional. That means we only have 5% in the world 
of homes that are actually healthy and functional homes that don't have dysfunction, right? And so with that, we can say that the world predominantly, right, predominant, 95% is an insane statistic, right? And with that being said, most people and their marriages and their relationships, like friendships, whatever, their siblings, their parents, whatever it is, people are manipulating and controlling each other mentally and emotionally so that they can try to feel safe instead of getting off that merry-go-round and saying, I'm not going to participate in this with you anymore. Like I'm not going to, I'm not going to, um, try to make you feel guilty, right. For you not wanting to go to my birthday party, right? Like you're my best friend. You should feel guilty that you don't want to go with me to, for my birthday on my birthday. If your friend doesn't want to go with you and you're going to throw this like toxic fit, right. For that, that you're not, um, that they're not going to go with you. That's you not recognizing your worth and you saying, I have a friend that doesn't value me enough to want to spend time with. And, and if it's a one-off, right. Where like they spend time with you all the time, but there's this one thing that they have a wedding or whatever they got to go to. Right. If it's a one-off, that's different. But is that your relationship where they're never there for you? That that on important things for you, you're always there for their birthdays. But on your birthday, they're not there, right? That they don't want to spend time with you, right? So do you really want a best friend like that, right? Do you value yourself? And so that's what this whole thing about like trying to control your environment, I never thought I did that, right? I like when I was unhealthy back about, you know, two and a half years ago or so, And if someone would have said that to me, I'd be like, I don't do that. Right. But now that I look back on my life, like, heck yeah, I, because that is what worked. That's the only thing that worked because they didn't really want to be in my life. Most of the people in my life, you know what they wanted? They wanted to use and abuse my, my positive, happy, bubbly, kind nature, you know, and heart and energy. And they didn't want to give back and be accountable for much in the relationship in return. Right. And so I wasn't setting any boundaries. So, and so to feel safe in those unhealthy relationships, I was playing what I just exactly what I was being like seeing. So I was regurgitating exactly what I, what I was experiencing with them. They would emotionally manipulate me and I would emotionally manipulate them. And nobody, most anybody was telling the truth. And then when I did speak the truth, I was like laughed at hysterically for being so stupid, for being so honest in my relationships. People would literally, I remember them like saying I was so stupid for being that honest. I have told people, even complete strangers, I would tell them like, you know, what happened in some of my darkest relationships and they'd be like, oh, well, that was your fault. That was stupid. Why were you so honest with them? And I look at people and I'm like, well, because honesty is a form of love. And when we're lying and trying to control and manipulate each other, it's not healthy that's not love. That's not a real relationship. And that's not health, right? That's not the direction we want to go. We want to be, be honest and truthful, right? So, um, that's really important, but if you're not feeling safe, then you need to detect why, right? Okay. Next. Um, are you afraid to speak your truths? right? Are you afraid to tell people who you really are? I remember for a really long time, I was super spiritual and I was, um, 
Median and I would communicate with souls on the other side. And I remember it scared the crap out of me to tell people because I didn't want that label, right? The label of like, oh, she's crazy. She thinks she's talking to spirits on the other side. She, t- she thinks she's talking to dead people. It's like, so I would hide the probably the most precious parts of me from the world, right? Because I was worried. I was worried about what other people would think of me because I didn't value that in me. Like I didn't value it to the extent that I should have, right? Um, so make sure you're speaking your truth of whatever that is for you, right? Um, do you have a hard time validating your own experiences? So this one is a little tricky. I feel like it's a little mind-bending because I feel like we oftentimes, um, we're really bad as a society, right? Um, validating and because everybody's kind of in the manipulative control like thing in relationships, a lot of people um, aren't taking um, responsibility, right? And accepting responsibility for their part in relationships in a healthy way. So since people aren't doing that, right, um, it's really hard because we're not we're not doing it on a large level within ourselves, but we're definitely not doing it, you know, with relationships with others. So we're not we're not really taught from a small age how to validate our own experiences. And so for example, I just went to a doctor's appointment where my doctor didn't see things the way I was seeing them. And that's okay. We don't have to, right? Like you get to have your opinion and medical opinion, and I get to have my own personal opinion as the person experiencing the pain, person experiencing um, the bodily reactions to what's happening to me, right? I get to have my opinion about that. And it didn't matter that we had a difference of opinion, but my doctor, um, didn't support me having my own opinion and was really gaslighting me saying that that wasn't the case, even though they weren't the ones experiencing it. And so I, didn't at first, because I'm still learning every day to love myself better and to be a better me. At first, I didn't validate what had happened and I didn't validate the truth of the situation. Um, and so, you know, obviously you don't want to just do this on only negative things like negative experiences. You want to validate yourself in positive experiences as well. But, um, I, it was really healing and really, really important. Once I really sat down and really thought about why I was kind of like, like feathered and bothered after the appointment too, like what was my body trying to signal and my mind trying to signal to me to really work on. And what it was is that I needed to validate that I had just been gaslighted, right? I need to validate that, um, that I'm allowed to, I'm allowed to have my own opinion as a patient and that it doesn't need to be dismissed. So I think validating your own experiences, whether they're positive or negative, I think is really, really important. Um, and we don't talk about the negative, validating the negatives one as much because we try to shy away from the negativity like or negative experiences. But really, sometimes, like you can see with me, that was like where I learned a lot. Like I really learned, okay. It doesn't matter in a healthy relationship, a healthy doctor-patient relationship, it doesn't matter um, that he believes me, but it does matter that he respects me, right? And that, um, and that I, my, my feelings on what I'm experiencing can be validated. Okay. So making sure that you're doing that for yourself because other people might not be in a healthy space, especially in the society we live in to do that for you. Okay. Um, do you trust others' opinions before your own? 
And that's another thing, like getting people's opinion. It's kind of like on the same lines, right? Do you, um, do you trust what they would have to say before you can tap into what you feel and what you think or, and are you easily swayed, right? Like where just because you love them, are you allowing people to really have that power over you where like your opinion, um, their opinion comes before yours, right? Um, be really cautious of that because it's an easy wave to fall under. Um, do you usually second guess yourself? Now, this is a big one where people will, like I do it a lot because I'm, I really, I'm in my head a lot where I like, when I do things, I, I sometimes overthink it. Right. Um, so I try really hard to like let go of like overthinking, but sometimes I'm in my head and, um, I can be really critical of like what I said to people. Like, for example, that doctor's office visit, I spent a lot of time afterwards really thinking it through. And at some point I had to love myself enough and trust myself enough to say, you need to, to believe in your own opinion about it, right? You need to, um, and don't be too hard on how you reacted and, you know, don't second guess the, the decisions you made, because really in the end, you, you made the best decisions. That's like, you almost don't trust what you, the decision you made. Right. And then the next one is, are you overly critical of yourself? Don't be overly critical of like everything you do, right? That usually comes from having someone be critical of you as a child, right? Um, or the world being critical of maybe like, uh, like the gender that you are or whatever, right? Um, so make sure that you're not doing it because that's, again, self-abuse. We don't want to be critical of ourselves. Allow yourself to flow through life and, you know, bump your head, scrape your knee, that's human life. That's what you came to experience, okay? And then do you worry regularly that things aren't going to work out for you? And I think that this one is huge because I remember the first, you know, 30-something years of my life, I really always worried that things were not working out for me. And it wasn't until I started to really believe in the fact that things always, or not even believe, it's just really recognizing that Things always work out for me, right? Um, because really, honestly, if I look at even the bad things that I've gone through, right? Um, you A lot of times you dodge a bullet when you don't get what you want, right? <laughs> you dodge a bullet and you got something better that maybe you just didn't realize it's better than the thing that you thought you wanted, right? And then um, you, like, you're always taken care of. Like, ev- there's always... Even when it, things don't work out, they work out, I always say. Like, that's one of my biggest quotes. And it's because it's true. Like, you're never not getting what your soul needs. Your soul's always getting what it needs. And we have to really know that there's, like, a divine order and a divine plan because you're obviously bigger than this human body in this human life. Your soul is much bigger, much wiser, much broader. There's much more to you. But you're tunnel visioned into this human experience, and that's okay. We're meant to do that. But at some point when things get hard, you need to be able to know, like, you can look through your life, and if you count the blessings in your, in your lifetime already, you will not have enough air in your lungs to count or hours in the day because you have exceeded the amount of blessings that you ever, like, dreamt of, right, already, And your life isn't even over yet. So there you go. 
So now that we've gone over this list, right, and now that we have really checked in with some really important, hit some really important aspects of like, if you're doing these things, that's a, it's a signal to not trust yourself, that you're not trusting yourself, right? And another way to know if you truly trust yourself is, again, you'll be able to see it in your other, your outside relationships. Are those trustworthy relationships, right? Are they built where you can trust each other? Does, is there healthy trust in your in your outer world, right? That's always a reflection of what's going on internally. And we always think it's the opposite, right? But it's not. So, um, so that's really, really, really important to make sure that you not only look at your outside relationships, but that you remember it's a reflection of your inner relationship with you. Okay, so let's quickly go over some habits that build healthy self-trust. Um, number one, spend time with yourself. I cannot promote this more. It is one of the most important things um, to really know yourself and to, you have to spend time with yourself, right? And if we're spending time with other people, your energy is split between those other people and other things that you're doing. Spending, I mean, spending time with yourself, you get to know your likes, your dislikes, right? You get to build this foundation and this beautiful relationship with the self that if you don't have that beautiful, strong, healthy relationship with the self, your other relationships are not going to be as stable because you're not going to have the confidence and you're not going to have the trust. You're not going to have all the things, ingredients that you need to have healthy relationships with other people. Um, next one, number two, build on your strengths. So when you're starting to trust yourself, right, it's hard to just all of a sudden, especially if you've had a lot of yeses to some of those questions, right? Um, so I suggest that like start small, start with things that you're really good at, that you have strength in already, right? So that you build like success off of those and feel good about it, right? That's like they talk about in the law of attraction, like start, start small, start with like, I want to see a purple car on the freeway today, right? I want to attract that into my reality, right? And then you're going to notice like 5 billion purple cars, right? And you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm such an amazing manifester, right? <laughs> um, it's that same concept of like, doing things that you like that are manageable things that are in your strengths so that you can trust yourself that you build a series of trust over time that gets bigger and bigger and bigger with the more success that you have within your strengths right okay next is unconditional self-love and obviously i can't preach this any more than i am um you need to practice unconditional self-love in all parts of you right and when things don't go as planned right um then have self-love, you know, talk in your mind, like be that good um, parent, self-parenting to yourself that, that can really like calm and create peace and create strength and all the right things to make you the best you. Just love and have compassion for yourself and no shaming or blaming, right? Okay, next, um, be decisive. And we talked about this kind of through the questions is making sure that you are confident with your decisions, right? Because ultimately, this is your life. This isn't somebody else's life. Um, and when you can be decisive and when you can make decisions and not, you know, second guess yourself and be really critical of the things that you, the decisions you've made, um, it is a game changer in trusting yourself and having a good self, healthy self-trust. Um, so remember that things are always working out and we kind of just went over this, right? Is that just making sure that you always have, you can tap into that 
If you can't tap into maybe your human mind knowing, definitely tap into your higher self, whatever um, energy you believe, you know, is that divine energy, whether you think it's Buddha, God, spirit, source, if you want to call the universe, whatever it is that you decide it is for you, right? It doesn't matter what label you give it. You know, when you look at religion across all like walks of life at the basis of if you get down to like the base very basis of it it's all the same right and it's just they're just masked with different labels and different beliefs and different rules but it all comes down to the same thing so whatever energy that is for you remember that that energy has your back and that you are a part of that energy you have your soul has your back no matter what right um and then the next one is make sure that you're not manipulating or controlling circumstances or people around you because it is easy um, to, especially in today's day, to really, you know, fall into that trap of like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to be alone tonight. So let's emotionally manipulate someone to stay next to my side instead of being honest and saying, I want to be with you, Right. Because maybe at some level in that scenario, you're scared that the other person is going to say you're not worth it, right? But you're never going to know unless you say it, right? Like, and why would we want to waste a lifetime with someone that you don't know because you're too scared to figure it out, right? So, yeah, don't manipulate others or circumstances. It's not worth it, I promise. All right, well, that's all I had for you. And I really hope that you, like found some really important pieces to what trust really means for you and helps fill those gaps and gives you that wisdom and helps strengthen this bond between you and you. Because really, in the end, that's the most important bond that you have. And the trust between you and you is the most important one you'll make in this lifetime. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And don't forget, take care and love yourself. Bye. Thank you.